connecting. And um, prayer. Talking to God. Have you ever worried about praying? Have you ever worried about praying the right way? Or even wondered if prayer matters? Will God really listen when you talk to him or cry out to him? What if people judge you for the way you pray? Do you ever feel like that? Like, I would submit to all of us today that let's don't let questions like these to keep us from pursuing that prayer life with Jesus. Jesus is here. Jesus is for you. Jesus wants to make himself known to us in a, a greater and deeper way. Jesus has answers to many of our questions. He wants to speak to you. He really, really wants to speak to you. Matter of fact, repeat after me. Jesus wants to speak to me. Jesus wants to speak to me. Oh, you're so in trouble. Many of you know that I didn't grow up in a, uh, a religious home, a Christian home. Um, matter of fact, my, my dad was an agnostic. My mother actually did grow up in a Christian home, but I never knew it. And she actually grew up in church. My grandmother played piano her whole life in church, and she didn't care what church it was, she was going to play the piano in it. Didn't matter what denomination, she was just going to play the piano. And, um, and, and, but I never knew those things. I, I, my mom never uh, talked to me about Jesus. Uh, I remember as a young boy, I was growing up, and I would ask my dad why God let certain things happen. And he would look at me and go, I don't know. And that was the end of it. So, uh, you know, going... I just, I believed myself, I believed that there was a God, and, but I, I never uh, really knew that that was Jesus, and I didn't attend church. I, mean, I could count probably on one hand how many times I visited a church from the time that I was a little lad all the way to through high school. And I remember I was living down at the beach, and um, I was just came out from a swim. It was pretty early in the morning, and the apartment I was living in was one house away from the what we call the boardwalk. And I was just in there, and this this girl walked by, young lady walked by, stuck her head in my window, which was open. It was you know boardwalk. And she goes, started telling me about Jesus. I'm looking at her, going, "Go away." <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and seriously, what I thought was I was okay with God because I wasn't a murderer. You know, I was not a good person. I'm not going to go on like I was a saint because I was way far from being a saint. Uh, but um, I, 
you know, I, I thought I was spiritual to a sense. And, and she shared with me, and I basically went on. She left, and I went on, and, and I thought, wow, that's weird. So fast forward to age almost 19 years old, I have this encounter with God, with Jesus, and I become a follower. And as a follower, one of the first things I learned in the, in the groups I was with, the church I was a part of, was this idea of prayer. And with the young adult group that I, I was with at the time, I was asked to, to share and one night with these young adults, and I, I talked about praying, talking to God. You know, if I'm going to be a follower uh, of Jesus, we need to talk to God, and God talks to us. Jesus talks to us. And so I... Um, I had this value of communication, although I want to say that I didn't really understand the totality of prayer. But I knew I could talk to Jesus. I, I knew that, and, and it, it became a part of my life. But here the real problem with my prayer life was that it was all about me. You know, it was the things I needed the things that I wanted in my life. They weren't bad prayers. It was just all about me. And, um, and maybe some of you can relate to that. I mean, so I had a prayer list and all those kinds of things. And, you know, and they, were, they weren't bad prayer lists. And one, at the top of them, I said, Lord, I really want to be smart. And he said, good luck. But I had a lot of insecurities, and I would pray about those insecurities. And I, but it was really a list. It was a one, pretty much a one-way conversation. Me pretty much telling God what I'd like him to do for me. Okay? Can you, I think some of us can relate to that. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that's bad. Because I, I would say to you this morning that all, you know, prayer is good. You, we need to pray. You've got to start somewhere, right? So I would not suggest that you stop using your prayer list or anything like that. I think God really answers those things. But I think the issue of being self-centered is um, something I had to grow through. So I have a, a little clip here, and it's kind of funny, but I think it really kind of exposes some things. So hopefully... Oh, wow, I'm behind. So when I do end up talking to God, I really just try to impress him, give him a show, just a show. 
show them how much I love them. So excuse me, will you? As I pray to God. Oh, Heavenly Father, oh, Heavenly Father, beseech me not unto thee. How now? Brown cow. So that's, that's good modeling. I think sometimes, um, I think sometimes our modeling creates barriers. And, and God, there should, there should never be a barrier between you and the Lord. And, um, you know, Jesus talked about prayer. So if you have your Bibles or if you want to turn your device to uh, Matthew 6. Um, before we start 
uh, I've probably, on a personal level, I've probably spent most of my walk with Jesus cultivating a prayer life. But there was a time in my life that I was shook to my core when it came to praying. And I'm going to date myself, but it was 1989. I'm going to tell you this quick story, and some of you know it. I was in Kansas City. I was at a conference, and um, the group I was with, is, I, is, I went there because I felt like the Lord told me to go, so I to go to this conference, and it was totally out of uh, my wheelhouse at the time. And um, I was there, and my, actually it was Mike Bickle got up, and he said, look, you know, all of us are here, and we're going to spend an hour here praying instead of going to lunch. And I said, well, I was there with some friends, but I was actually by myself. And I said, I don't need to eat. And so I stayed just to be a part of that, that lunch prayer. And, then, and there was a f- several hundred people in the room at the time uh, that stayed. And I think, and so all of a sudden, you know, I, I could have been sitting a, at a chair roughly right there where Irene was. And we were praying, and it was I could sense the Spirit of God. And all of a sudden, I'm in the chair. The next thing you know, I'm on my face next to the chair. Actually, I was trying to get underneath the chair. And if I could have got underneath the carpet, I would have. I just sensed this presence of God I, on me. I don't know about anybody else. I, I'm just... I'm just, I'm in my own little world at this point. And there, and the Spirit of God said to me, Daryl, you're a prayerless man. I'm, oh, so true, so true, I'm so prayerless, you know. Uh, I mean, I was really like that. I was, I was just, un, I was undone. I was definitely undone. And the Lord said, you're a prayerless man. And so that everybody else doesn't really get off the hook, he says, and you pastor a prayerless people. And I went, I know, I know, I know. And, you know, I'm, I'm making a little fun of it, but I was scared to death. I was scared. That's how powerful that moment was. I was, f- holy fear was shaking me from head to toe. I mean, that, cha- that was the most life changing Outside of giving my life to Christ, that was the most life-changing encounter I ever had. I came home and read, I probably read more books on prayer than any other book. I've read all the greats, all of them, some of them more than once. I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning because that's the only time I could get up to pray before I went to work. I was praying out of sheer fear of being disobedient to God. I was so afraid of remaining that prayerless person that God said I was. And, you know, it wasn't like I didn't pray. I was just went, whoa. And so for years, literally years, I was waking up early in the morning, and, and I was reading these prayer journals, and I was reading and listening to people on prayer and, and, and learned to art- articulate the scriptures back to God. Now I, I don't pray out of fear. Now I pray out of relationship and friendship 
Sitting with Jesus is one of the greatest privileges any of us can have. And so I, I moved. I moved right along. But when Jesus said, and sometimes we get this, we get this wrong, and, and I, I want to, I hope this is encouraging to all of us. But the one thing I would say, and this is what I did, is I started hanging out and going to prayer meetings and praying. And what I did was, as I realized, I could read all kinds of books on prayer. I could write papers on prayer. But I learned to pray by just doing it, by just making space and hanging with others that prayed. And there's times I would go, I wouldn't pray a thing. I'd just be around it. I just wanted to be around prayer. I wanted to be around people that prayed. But Jesus said this, and he says, because his disciples said, you know, Lord, teach us to pray. And he says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, pretenders, who love to pray publicly on the street, the street corners, and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward that they'll ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you. In other words, be a, get, find a place where it's just you and in the Lord. And pray to the Father in, in, in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. So Jesus said, look, we have these examples. Look, he's talking to these good Jewish boys, and they knew the prayer. They, knew, they had prayers. They had them by heart. They knew them. But yet they seen something in Christ. Maybe it was just those, those times that he went away and he got by himself and he sat with the Father. Maybe it was those things that, that kind of grabbed their hearts and they go, Lord, we want to pray. Maybe they're saying, Lord, we want to pray like you pray. Maybe they're saying, I'm not sure. But anyways, they came to him and said, teach us to pray. And he says, first of all, don't be like them. Don't be like the religious leaders. Don't be just a traditional prayer. Don't just... Don't, don't do that model there. Let me show you a better way. And he says, go and find out a place between when it's just you and the Father. And when you find that place, shut the door behind you and sit with the Lord. Sit with the Father. He goes on and he says this. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. In other words, when he's basically, he says, don't chant. Don't chant. Make it real. Make it conversational. I thought what they did here was a great model. Make it, put it in your own language. Say, Lord, would you help me with this? Lord, this is how I feel. Matter of fact, I was in a course one time, and I remember this very distinctly, and I was going through a very difficult time and, he, and, and the person I was sitting with on this, he said, Daryl, doesn't that make you mad? I go, yeah. He says, well, then tell Jesus. Raise your voice. And I'm sitting there looking at him going, there ain't no way I'm raising my voice to God. <laughs> he says, what's wrong with you? Jesus knows your emotion. He knows how you feel. He knows you're screaming inside from the bottom of your toe to the top of your head. He knows it. Why don't you just express it to him? And I couldn't do it. I could not do that. It's not that I didn't want to. I did. I really wanted to. I was, you know that word. 
And so I sat with that. I said, why can't I do that? And I mean, he was pushing me. He spent 40 minutes pushing me on this deal. And through the month, I, I prayed, and I, I came back. And I said, Doug, you want to know why I can't? He says, yeah, I want to know why. He says, because I am so grateful to what Jesus has done for me that I can't bring myself to ever be angry or express any of those kinds of emotions because I'm so deeply grateful for what he's done for me. And that is just the way it's going to be. <clears throat> okay, no more transparency. Moving on. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words. There's more depth than that in prayer life. Don't be like them, Jesus says, for the Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask. He knows exactly even before you. There's, there's, there's a journey that comes with prayer. And it just starts. It just starts by going in that, creating that space. And let me encourage you right now, before we go any further, figure out, make that space. I don't care if it's five minutes. Make that space where it's just you and Jesus. You and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make that space. Five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but you have to make that space and sit there and say, Lord, I'm concerned about this. Maybe there's family issues. Maybe there's issues in the work. Maybe, you, maybe you're, you're concerned about finances. Let them know. Let them know. Lord, you know my heart. You know, the one thing we, we have to really understand is everything that, that goes on inside of us, everything we think, he knows before we say it, right? He knows it. So I would suggest as we come and you sit before the Lord, you sit there with your Bible. Maybe you have a devotional program that you're doing and you sit with that and you're reading it and you come across a scripture and you say, oh man, this scripture is so challenging. Lord, would you help me work this out? Will you show me how this can be lived out in my life? You know what? My personality, this challenges everything in me because I can't help but be myself. That's a good prayer, by the way. But you can change me. That's a really good prayer, okay? And let me give you another advice. This, this is from years of experience. Don't be praying, change that person. Start with this. Change me first. Start there. Let's keep it in-house. Now, if somebody's going through something, you can pray for them. But you're on this journey. And we talked about today, uh, I think Lazarus did a great job talking about this new covenant. This is part of this new covenant. Jesus invites us. says, when you go, go in and shut the door and spend time with the Father. And then he goes on. He goes on, and, he, and, he, and, and we all know this, the Lord's Prayer. But this is, maybe, maybe you don't know what to say. Maybe, maybe you're just in that place. It's a, man, I, I don't know. That it's overwhelming. Okay, start with Matthew 6, 9. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, honored be your name. You know what? That is just a good place to start. Lord, I am so grateful that you've changed my life. Lord, I am so grateful for the family you've given me. And I don't, you know, with all of its dysfunction, help me to grow through it. You know? Because none of us have a perfect family. Honor to your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I spent years praying this. Now, I would do it much like this. Lord, I am so grateful that that day I gave my life to you, and it's never been the same since. I am so grateful that I have three wonderful kids. And today I go, I go so grateful that I have three grandchildren. I am so grateful. And I know that in this journey, we're on this journey together. And I want to be a positive influence all the way from, from, from my oldest son to my youngest granddaughter. I want to continue to help them grow spiritually and help me to grow spiritually and give me insight and teach me how to pray for them in, a, in an accurate way. Because you have given these, this family to me, and I'm so grateful to it, for it, rather. And let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And you know what? I, I, I often say this. Let your kingdom come to me, on me, around me, as it is in heaven. Let heaven break into my life. Let heaven be a, give me a greater understanding of heaven. May I be as bold to say this, Lord. Let me have a greater understanding of heaven than I do this world. Can I ask that? Now, I might be presumptuous there, but can I ask that of you? And may I be more eager for your kingdom than I am for anything else. Help me, because I'm not. Help me. I, I falter. I fall short. But help me, oh God, right? Then he goes on and says, Give us this day our daily bed and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thank you for your provision, God. Thank you for your provision. Because most of the time, let's be honest, we want more than we need. And often, now let me, let's be honest, I'm, you're being transparent now. Let's be honest, you have more than you need. I know I do, right? Thank you for what you've given me, Lord. May I be a good steward over what you've given me, Jesus. Now, that's a dangerous prayer. But I want you to pray it because it's good for us. Because what it does is it helps us. You know, being grateful is huge in the kingdom. It's huge. It's huge in the Christian life. Having gratitude changes us. Because most people around us aren't very grateful. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. 
I'm not picking on anybody, but there, most people are, 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 are talking about what they don't have, what they desire versus what they do have. And, and I've just learned long ago, and I whine. I, 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 I don't want to come across as holier than thou or anything like that. I don't. I really don't. I am as human as you are. But when I, when I sit with Jesus, my humanity really gets, you know, and I just sit there and I'm undone. I'm undone before you. You know why? Because he knows what's going on inside, so I don't try to hide it. You know, where can you go that we hide from Jesus, right? So let's break it down just a little bit. Our Father who is in heaven, all of our needs are met by his mercy and the love of the Father in Christ Jesus. Everything is met by him, everything. Does that mean that we, we don't have issues and we don't have needs? We just need to come to that place where, Jesus, I know you're going to settle this and help me when I start feeling the pressure of it because you're so good at waiting till the last minute, which drives me crazy. Now, I know you guys really relate to that one because I live there. Can you not do it 11 and a half hour versus 11.59? Okay? Just... A little bit of grace here. And it's all, there's all kinds of grace, but that, I say that. Do we have to do it your way all the time? There's only one answer. Right? Our Father, who are in heaven, honor to your name. Let's start with that. And he goes, honor to your name. Well, maybe, maybe. Now, here's a thought for you. Maybe this psalm would come up. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving. Go into the courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. That is a good arc. That is a good prayer right there. Write that one down. Write that one down. Because that is one you can take in the door, close it, and say, I'm going to start right here. Psalm 100. Let's get after it, right? Or maybe Hebrews uh, 10, 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, as the writer of Hebrews is writing to, the, to us this very moment, this is to you and I, we can boldly enter into, the, into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By the death of Jesus opens a new and life-giving way through the, through the curtain into the most holy place. Jesus paid the way for us to come into a very personal, deep, intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's, it, it is corporate. It is us together. But as much as it's corporate and it's together, it's very personal. And it's got to start there. We do better in life when we do it personal with Jesus. Can I... Am I communicating here? And let me, let me can, I, can I really be honest? If we're not doing life personally with Jesus, I'm going to suggest that, that we're being religious. We're going through the motions without God. That is scary, right? And, but we're good at it. 
Come on, there's a few of you in there going, I'm raising my hand. This guy has just nailed me. I nailed me. I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I nailed me. That was that guy underneath the chair going, you're a prayerless man, you pastor prayerless people. And I went, you know what? I've spent the, I'm going to spend the rest of my time, as it says in Ephesians 3, cultivating the depth of his love, the width of his love, the height of his love, and the length of his love the rest of my life. I am dedicated to that. And I'm also dedicating to sharing that with others. But Jesus, through the Hebrew writer, says he's made a way in that journey to make it personal. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, Jesus, by way of his Holy Spirit, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting in him for our for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood. That is so cool. Go through the door, shut the door, and let the sprinkle of Christ's blood just richly heal you and me. And that's every time, all the time. This is the living word of God. It is not changeable, but it is embraceable and livable. It is something that you and I can embrace. We can be cleansed, and our bodies have been washed with that pure water. Isn't that a great statement for you and I? Isn't that liberating? I'm liberated. You're liberated. I don't have to be driven by fear anymore of prayer. Now, that was just my religious response to Jesus. If I was more older and more, uh, uh, had more depth with Christ, I would have said, you're right. Let's get down the road together. But I'm going to be honest here. I did several years on my own power. God used it. Hallelujah. Thank you and all that. But I did a lot of my own power. I better use this more often. What I should say is we will have the words on the screen when I remember to click. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, Lord. You come. Your kingdom come. Let it come to me. He goes on. Your kingdom come. Then your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. Your will be done in me. Your will be done in my family. Your will be done around me. Let, and here's a great one, too. Let me, let me see your will. Let me see your activity around me. Let me not just know, but let me see it. Open my, the lenses. Open my eyes so I can see your movement around me. I am telling you, Jesus has that for everybody that says yes. He has it even when you say no. Because that's who he is. That's who Christ is. Then he goes on. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, let your provision be there. And I can sit here for hours, literally. And this is not an embellishment. I can sit here and give you story, testament after testament of seeing God's provision. Not only on a personal level, but on levels around me, a level corporately, on and on and on and on, and yet 
there's times when my faith still wavers. There's another transparency for you. God, let us see your provision. Let us trust your provision. Let us trust that. Because, folks, sometimes his provision is, we feel like it's a little shy, right? But it's never shy. And it's always complete. He goes on to say, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive me of my shortcomings. Forgive me of my attitudes. Because some, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you might have control of your tongue. Well, what about your thoughts? Ouch. Daryl, you're not, uh, you know, the Lord's just turning up every stone in our lives. Hallelujah. Right? He's just turning all over. I, 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 let me tell you, this is a quick story. I said, I said, Lord, do I have to live what goes on between these ears? Do I have to just tolerate it? Do I have to? And your Lord said to me, he said, Daryl, I've given you the gift of the Holy Spirit to take every thought captive. And at that point, I went, I need help. At that point. And I've been working on it ever since that time. But because the scriptures paved the way. You know, and you say, okay, Daryl, all right, tell me right now, how do you do it? Now this, you can take to the bank. Every time I get a thought that I believe is ungodly or, or, or not to, that I just think is ungodly, I just say Jesus. Actually, what I say is, Jesus, have mercy on me. Boom. Change it. You, you, and I'll speak it out underneath my breath. Jesus. Sometimes I say it a lot in one day. And le- as of late, I've been doing things like get out of my head in the name of Jesus. But I'll tell you what, I'm telling you right now, the minute I use that name, Jesus, my thoughts change. The minute I use it, the power in the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. And I'm suggesting that you use it on a personal basis. I'm suggesting you don't have to live with the thing, your stinking thinking. You do not, hey, say that. I don't have to live with my stinking thinking. You need to say it a little louder now. Come on. I don't need to live with my stinking thinking. All right. And how are you going to do it? In the name of Jesus. Isn't that self-control? I, I, if I had self-control, huh, I don't. I need Jesus. Let's have the worship team move forward. But then he goes on and he says, forgive us our debt. Forgive me of my sins as I forgive others. And a lot of times it's easier, easy for us to forgive ourselves, right? You can forgive yourself. Some of you have a little hard time forgiving yourself, but I, I get that. But you, Jesus says, forgive yourself and then forgive others. Forgive your, and forgive others. Forgive others. 
And just let them open it. Because the, 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 just like gratitude, forgiveness is huge. And you and I need to live in that place of forgiveness. I think, um, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And maybe, possibly, you know, Psalm 91 would be just a really good one. I want to leave it as we leave, I want to kind of leave it here. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High and find rest in the shadows of the Almighty, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. There is something about articulating. You alone, oh God, are my refuge. Now, I'm telling you, all, all of us deal with the fact that we want to kind of take control of things. How's that working? I'll take your silence as meaning, Daryl, I think you've really hit a bullseye here. But you going, you are my refuge. You are my provider. You're all I need. There's something about speaking that out in your heart to God that creates this place of safety and security, that creates this this settledness in your heart where I don't care what things look like out there. My God has a path for me. He has provision for me. I don't care what this looks like. My God will make a way. Jesus said this, those who seek will find, those who knock, the door will be open to them. We're going to take our offering right now before we, we start. I wanted to say that we are a community-supported uh, church, and we're grateful for your commitment, and we're grateful for uh, you, your service, everything. But part of serving the Lord is using your finances. We're grateful for that. So God bless you. God bless you for all you do. And then verse 3 says this. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terror of night nor the arrows that fly in the day. You know what? Some of us right now are, are walking through something. I love the song that Manira sang. We are surrounded by the Lord's table. We, and here, the psalmist is using the Lord's, uh, 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 is using a metaphor of a hen covering her chicks with her wings and bringing them in close to protect them. That is who God is. That is who God is. And even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of all of that, God makes a way for each and every one of us. And that's just a lot of times that confession where you and I just say, Lord, I don't like what's going on, but I'm going to trust you no matter what. Let's worship. My sense that many of us here, as, as we talked and read through these scriptures, really did understand that there is an invitation from the Lord to come sit with him, to just come sit with him. And uh, I think it's that, that moment of, 
of faith where you just say, I'm just going to cut out, carve out this time, whatever your rhythm is, whatever that is. Some of you, you know, just whatever it is, just do that. Just start. Just start. And trust me, you're going to meet Jesus. And you, you, don't need to, you don't need to worry. You just sit with him. Just sit with him. Now, as we move forward, we're going to have uh, different people talking about different models that might be helpful uh, as we move forward. But first of all, you've got to open the door, you've got to step in, and you've got to close it. We have our ministry team that's with us today. And they'll be up here, one, uh, here to pray. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And I think I think uh, there's, I have a, a word. I think there's some of you that need to come forward and confess some things, so you can get set free. And anything that is set up here is kind of uh, will is between you and the prayer team. But there's some of that that needs to take place. Or also, you know, the Lord's here to, to touch us physically and, and to heal us. So let's pray. Lord, we're so grateful for your presence. We're so grateful for your loving kindness. We're grateful, Lord, that you're a God that cares. We're grateful, Lord, that you're a God that speaks. And we're grateful, Lord, that you are with us in spite of us. It's not about our performance. You love us in spite of us. It's unconditional, and we want to embrace that, Lord. And we ask for your healing presence and your guidance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So those of you who come, come forward um, and get prayer, but remember, take Matthew 6, 9 and just start. Just start. God bless you. God bless all of you.